Talk. Good evening, everybody. This is Mighty Quinn, and you are tuned into the next installment of the Takeover Show. And we have got a very, very special guest in the house tonight. None other than one Mr. Marty Salmon, keyboard player extraordinaire for Buddy Guy's Damn Right Blues Band. So we're going to get into some questions. We're going to get into his music. We're going to talk about a lot of music that he likes, why he likes it, why it's important to him, and what projects he's actually got going on. So I hope you guys got two hours to spend with us or more, depending on how long this goes, because we got some really cool insight from the inside. All right, so I hope you guys are ready. Without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to a good friend here, Mr. Marty Salmon. Marty, say hello to everybody. Hello. Hey, everybody out there on Buddy Guy Radio. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Mighty Quinn, for having me today. This has been a dream come true to sit here and be able to play some music that has influenced me, that makes me happy, and I hope heals some people during this time when we need it the most. And... Uh, I got more stories than money, so bear with me. I might talk for five hours. You know, you might get tired of me after a while. We got five hours, Marty, if you do. Well, I got some time at 10 o'clock. So. Okay, so <laughs> you're going to be on stage. By I hope the, so. By the way, we are up in the green room right here at Buddy Guys Legends uh, during the January residency shows. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, right now it's going down. It's going to happen tonight. It's been happening every night. It's been really special, man. The old, you know, the old blues guy is getting younger looking every time we play. You know, it's like isn't that like, cool? It's real cool. Life is coming back to you know, like all this time off. You got to think about somebody touring for sixty some years, and all of a sudden stopping for as long as we did. I mean, and then coming back and then looking better and sounding better. I mean, he and he's telling jokes. He's got me laughing. My cheeks hurt and my stomach hurts because I'm laughing so hard and having so much fun. You know, that's so, priceless right there. Ain't it, man? I got the best job in the world. You do. I, you know what? You're living the life you love, and you're loving the life you live. It's, it's a like beautiful thing. Said, That's know? it, man. He had yeah. it coined. He coined it. Um, you know what's cool? We, for the show the other night, uh, for those of you that weren't here on Thursday night, uh, Buddy played a set that was not to be believed. Two, two and a half hour set. The man was on fire. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, he's 85 years young. He rips that Stratocaster like nobody's business. And I noticed he kept winking and smiling with you all night. He had a little something-something going he on that night. for some reason. Yeah, he, he had he, fun with you. He kept looking at you all night long. Yeah, I talked to him last night, and he told me, he goes, I got to talk to you now. And I'm like, oh, boy, here it comes. And he goes, I need you to turn up because I really like the way you sound, and I need to hear it more. I said, well, that's a lot better than telling me to turn down or, or, or leave. You know, the guy likes me, and we I consider him a father figure. You know, to be down here, and I'm not being cheesy, and I'm not trying to talk like, you know, some radio host. No pun intended. <laughs> I'm sorry to mean that. It's all good, dude. <laughs> yeah, I meant it in, in the best way. But sometimes when I speak about Mr. Guy, I, I sound cheesy because I consider him a father figure. Sure, sure. And, you know, I call him, you know, the old man. I call him Pops, you know. Right. You know, and it's an unspoken kind of... Uh, Respect. You know, yeah. You know, you know, you rarely, rarely speak. Very rarely speak. But musically, you can speak. You can say a lot more with an instrument than you can with your mouth. Well, you guys had a wonderful conversation then the other night. I'll just leave it at that. That was a good one. That, that was, was a real good one. And I have a feeling tonight's going to be good. I think we may have some guests coming in tonight. So. I've heard some things that maybe some people might be in the house, but, you know, well, we, we, won't say we, no we won't leave that right where it's at. Mm -hmm. We're not taking, the, we're not taking the lid off the cookie jar just yet. Bodyguardradio.com. We are here, and I, my name is Marty Salmon. I want to start out the show with Mr. Otis Rust, the first blues song I ever heard. It made me get into this racket in the first place. All your love, I miss you.
Questions here, uh, Mr. Salmon. Um, Marty, when was the magic moment that you, you realized you were good enough to make records? I don't think I've had that moment yet. Buddy said the same thing. Yeah, I don't think I've, uh, you know, I haven't achieved what I want on a record yet. I have records out. I made my first record in 96, and uh, I, I don't even listen to it. I got to tell you, I was young, you know, I didn't know any better. I don't think I've had the moment yet until recently. Okay. And the record ain't, I'm working on a new record, as you know, um, all original with some really, really heavy players on it. But How cool is that? It's real cool. It's a process and a half, man. It is. No doubt. It's really putting a lot of effort into your artwork, which, you know, if you're going to do something, do it right. That's what my dad always used to say. Yeah, yeah. But it took me a lot. It took me a good friend, my buddy John Dixon, and all my friends around me, man, encouraged me to do something, you know, step up and say your business. And no bullshit, you know. I, I, can we curse on here? It, absolutely. I know Buddy and Bobby did. So, you you, know. <laughs> this is this is internet radio. You can say whatever oh, you want. Good. I like that. I, I heard they had the internet on computers now. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, it, it took me a while to get the courage to write tunes that actually mean something. So I guess I'm getting there. But hey, it's a one day at a time long process, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you like that. The second song I want to play for you is I remember the night I was driving through the South Side listening to the radio and Tom Marker come on and play. Damn right I got the blues from Buddy Guy.
one of your most memorable or favorite performances i know you've had thousands but does anything ever stick out that you yes. can say this was one of the most iconic moments for yes. me playing with otis rush at the chicago blues festival um okay not the one you know we did the tribute for him a couple of years ago right but there was one time that we did it at the patrillo i used to go run around the patrillo band so with my kid's mom in winter time 
in January when I was trying to sneak into Buddy Guys, you know, mm -hmm. and I couldn't get in and I was underage, but I'd run around the patrol advance so pretend like I was playing. Right. Obviously, at that point, I'm too young to have a child, but I did anyway. And she's a better piano player than me, but that's a whole other story. But I played with Otis Rush at the Blues Festival. It started downpouring, man. Like heavy... Heavy rain. They should have canceled the show. There was, they went from like 300,000 people out there to 500 people. Okay. And the lightning was hitting the lakefront. And when the lightning was hitting, he was bending the strings. And when Otis bent the strings, you know, a lot of people grimace when they, when they squeeze mm -hmm. the guitar. He looked, his shoulders went down, he relaxed. And he was such a painful individual. Dude, he was playing, and man, the more, and the, the, the banners were blowing across the shit. I mean, it was like, you know, we're going to get we're gonna get killed. We're going to die for playing the blues today. And I'll be happy <laughs> as hell if it happens, you know. So Wow. Yeah, and he just, they had to drag him off the stage. He was on fire. The worse it got, the better happy he was, you know. That's incredible. And I will never forget it, man. I got some friends that stayed out there and got soaking wet mm -hmm. and still talk about it to this day. Some of them are coming tonight to see the show, and... They're like, man, you know, your best shows with Otis Rust that night. Otis was so on fire. It's, he was special individual. You see, peeps, that's why you listen to the Takeover Show because you get insight from the artists like that that you would never get anywhere else. So that's a cool story in its own right. Out in the thunderstorm. Ladies and gentlemen, I go back in an old country western sometimes, three chords and the truth. And I like to talk about Hank Williams and his tune. And I went to college and I went to a music class. And the guy played this song. I got the honky tonk blues. And we you hear it again. Well, I left my home down on the rural route. I told my pa I'm going stepping out and get the honky tonk blues. Yeah, the honky tonk blues. Morning, wishing I could lose them jumping honky tonk blues. Hey, the honky tonk blues. Oh, Lord, I got them. I got the honky tonk blues.
tell you what. I, I go. I'm Irish Catholic. Well, I was raised Irish Catholic. I'm you and me still, both. Still Irish. Right. I gave up the Catholicism for Lent. You, you and me both. <laughs> and I go into like a neighborhood bar in my neighborhood, and they don't give a damn if I'm there or not. But if I go to the Odyssey, man, someone will get up out of the seat and say, "Come on, sit down." And enjoy yourself. Thanks for being here. Right, coming in. Thanks for, thanks for they coming did that down. when I was there last time with my yeah. wife. They're the, bringing the me. The music's good. It's like out of, you know, that the cartoon Fritz the Cat. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like kind of out of that on, on a lot of funky levels. And I, I'm going to leave that alone too. But, I like uh, funky levels. I like funk. You know what? Speaking of funk, let me ask you this is a fun question, and I want to see the answer I get out of it. I have, this is one of my, I, I, I just like to ask people. Uh, for, especially for the listeners who may or may not know that much about you, you know, some do, some don't. Mm -hmm. Tell us something about you, Marty, that nobody knows. Well, a lot of people don't know I fly airplanes. I didn't know you fly that you fly airplanes. I think about airplanes more than I think about the piano. Like Buddy says, he thinks about cooking more than he thinks about the guitar. I definitely got to see him cook. Oh, you gotta I've got to experience man. that. Oh, God, you will gain. You know, I went to his house for 4th of July once. This is a really great buddy story. Okay. We were on the road, and we come into town, like, on the 3rd of July, and the 4th of July was happening, and the crew was in town. The band was all going home to see their family. Mm -hmm. And my mother had just passed away. Okay. So Buddy invites the crew over to his house, and he goes, invite Marty, because his mother died, and he don't have nobody, you know, like... Right. He likes me for some reason. So... I went over there, and man, the food is like fourteen pots of food sitting there. He's asleep. He sleeps during the day, mm -hmm. but he, we don't. I ain't eating until the host comes out. Right, right, so I right. Sat there waiting, and he comes downstairs. So I pour myself like three plates, puts it on the table, and he sits next to me and crosses his legs. And I said, "Why are you sitting?" He goes, "I want to watch you because you know how to get down." <laughs> At his house with his food. So I had about five plates of food. I could barely move. He goes, did you try the red beans and rice? And I said, no. He goes, okay. And he got up and got it for me. And right. And I sit there watching. You know how he sits with his right. hand right. You know, right. on, on his temple? You know, yeah. Right? I'm, like, I'm dying. I'm exploding. <laughs> but I can't get enough. It's that no, good. It is that good. Oh, man. I can't wait to try it. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, another memory of mine. Thank you for listening to me now on the Buddy Guy Radio. Professor Longhair, one time I saw yodeling, like Hank Williams, on a tune called Tempatina, which is pretty much the Junko blues from the old days in New Orleans, and this is one of my most influential tunes. I play this on every opportunity I can. Tempatina, Professor Longhair. Thank you. 
been dealing with the quarantine for the past year or two? How's uh, um, boy, I don't know. I was hoping he wouldn't ask that one. Um, I kind of went into a tailspin, to tell you the truth. Yeah, if you don't want to answer it, you can let no, it go. I'll, answer. I'll be honest, man. I got nothing to hide. You know, like, getting on, you know, I woke up in the bunk on the bus going in Arizona. We had played the Coach House, which is a, a very famous place out in San Juan Capistrano. Mm -hmm. And my brother used to be one of the house musicians there. Okay. And he had a lot of other business there, you know. Right. Um, but that was, like, very famous in my family. They grew up in California. I grew up in Chicago. I was a mistake that happened later. Okay. So I grew up an only child. That's why I'm overprivileged and too cocky. But we got, we played the coach house, and something told me, like, this is it, man. You're going to go to Arizona. You're going to get sent home. And I wake up in the bunk on the bus, you know, getting into Phoenix, and, mm -hmm. and the manager goes, hey, you're all going home today. Get ready to pack up. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because that was going to be the year. We were going to have a good schedule. Right. And I remember flying home thinking, wow, I, this is, you know, maybe it'll last a month. And that's horrible enough as it is. Right. Because I need to work. I need to always be have a reason to get up off the couch and go out of the house. Right. I have a three-bedroom house. I sleep on the couch because <laughs> I like the room, you know. So, but, man, I was like, I don't want to go home. I was ready, you know, I got this schedule. And, uh. I remember I stopped at the, before I even went to baggage claim, I stopped at the bar and had two shots because I couldn't deal with going home. Right. I just wanted to be on the road. And I thought, okay, well, a month later we'll be out. Well, 18 months later, I'm still laying on the couch. Man, you go six, seven days without showering, without seeing anybody. Right. And it gets real depressing. Yeah, man. 
Sure well, does. The only thing I could do was to try to pick up the guitar and write a couple songs. You okay. Know, get something out. Even if it's a, a, a shitty song, do something. Right. Make something out of that. Yeah. You know? So I came up with some good stuff for my next record. Because okay. The, the new record is all the stuff I wrote last year. Right. So, but I tried my best, you know, and I tried to go and see people as much as I could. Right. I ain't had no COVID. I test myself every week. Nice. And Congrats. I, I shake people's hands. I hug people. I agree people as we always used to because I believe you build up a tolerance to whatever this stuff is that is spreading around the world. Right. And I believe that, you know, that, that keeps me going. I mean, if I don't have nothing to do with I heard I, that. I, I agree. I don't tailspin in the, you know, in the blue Right. Man. Lonely is not good. No, I don't like lonely. I like people. People, you know. Buddy says that all the time. He says, I can't have no fun by myself. Well, you know, I, I can have a lot of fun by myself, but I ain't going to talk But that's, that's another interview for another time. That's another radio station. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm kidding, y'all. I don't. Sorry, um, sorry, Mike. Well, you know, I don't mean to be like, you know, no, thank you. Now we come from Professor Longhead to Mr. James Booker, who inf influenced Longhead and Dr. John in New Orleans. And this beautiful tune that make you cry. I hope you cry out there in Radio Land. Let them talk. Oh, just let them talk. If they want to Talk don't bother me I'm gonna keep on I want the whole wide world to know That I, I love, I really love you so What's between you and I? I'm gonna keep on. You know I'll be loving you till the day that I die. They're trying to break up. They don't stand a chance We have the kind of love that's so strong We'll be together from now on I don't gossip they say it comes from the devil's workshop But I know that a true love will make it stop Oh, I'm gonna keep on Well, well, 
till the day that I die. They're envious of everything that you do, but I want to say that it's wonderful. Well, when you love someone, and that someone, they really love you. When that ask you this give me some of your thoughts on how we can continue this legacy of the blues for the future generations i think that people should start uh opening their minds up to not being so traditional on the blues we're not uh i'm not from mississippi mm -hmm. i didn't pick cotton i don't know how to play delta blues like muddy waters i mm -hmm. don't know how to play like sunhouse i love those guys a lot. right right but if i try to record something like that I think I'm doing the blues and injustice because I come from what I come from. Mm -hmm. And I think if people take the blues influence, the okay. tradition of it, and the multiculturalism, we keep saying that, right? and put that all into one pot and stir it up, man, and make them express them own selves, you know? Right. I think that could be called blues. I would like to call it music, preferably. You right. Know? But you could call it Americana music. Right. You know, I admire Samantha Fish a lot because... She went from playing what they call traditional blues to doing Americana music. And right. she's now got a different audience. Completely different. And there's a lot of, you know, like Tedeschi Trucks playing tonight down right. there at the Chicago right. Theater. Right. Yeah. Right. They, they mix their stuff up and they still, you know, there's a lot of blues fans there. Call it blues. Right. But it's music. Music is music. Thank you. That's it. That's and how I that, feel. That's all it should be. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to me. I really appreciate this. Now, we went through this whole downtime, and I have a tune that I never thought I'd play for anybody, but Mr. Jimmy Cliff come up with this tune that made me respect the time we were going through by ourselves called Sitting Here in Limbo, and check this beautiful song out, y'all. Sitting here in limbo But I know it won't be long Sitting here in limbo Like a bird without a song Well, they're putting up resistance But I know that my faith will lead me on Sitting here in limbo Waiting for the dice to roll Search my soul Well, they're putting up resistance But I know that my faith 
question but somebody asked me to ask it um when you go out and you, you're on tour and you, you've got bigger venues smaller venues um has there ever been a time that you ever got any type or dealt with performance anxiety when you went out and you got the butterflies or you were nervous about a show or uh anything with with buddy or, or somebody else you know when i get the most nervous is when i have one person sitting in my house and they ask me to play okay i can play it for the ten thousand people i feel right at home right but if i have someone sitting in front of me at my house i don't care who it is just sitting, you know, listening to me play. I get, I am a wreck. Okay. You know, I'm a disaster. You know? I guess there is a little bit of uh, uh, there's hidden anxiety that I don't feel sometimes with Buddy when I'm going out one hour before showtime. My stomach starts to change, and I don't feel nervous mm -hmm. to myself. But there's something, you know. I guess I have a lot. I, I mean, obviously, I have a lot of respect for the gig and a lot of respect for the old man. And, sure, sure. And but I don't feel nervous, but my body tells me I am. I get the that same way. Sense, you know? I've been a wedding DJ for 40 years. Yeah. I still get the butterflies about the time I go to do the introductions. Yeah, because you know they're always going to talk about that. The bride's always going to remember the DJ. Right. If you don't get the names right, oh, if you don't God, get it right. Yeah. After that, get in the party and, and get in front of, you know, 200 to 2,000 or more people. I'll, I'll make them dance all night long. It's mm -hmm. not a problem. Just like you'll entertain the crowd. Mm -hmm. It's just it. that little calm before the storm that... Yeah. Yeah, it's, so... You know, calm doesn't work well with me. I like drama. Marty... You, you've given us so much insight tonight. I got to first of all thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks you've given me some really oh, dude, and and then w I guarantee you we are going to do a show or yeah. shows yeah, on a regular not? basis together. I'm here. You, you know, we're close to each other, man. You know, like I'm, I'm really happy. To How do you feel about that, folks? Hope you guys are listening to that. That's going to be cool. Yeah, 
We'll we're going to do send that. Some in, send some insight, y'all. You we'll, know. Oh, All definitely. Right. We'd have some now we're out of limbo. We're going back to the blues now. We're going to listen to Mr. Jimmy Johnson, who's 93. He's kind of, you know, kind of going through something right now. He's the guy that uh, my friend Tom Holland gave me a cassette tape of Jimmy Johnson playing this tune. Serve me right to suffer.
What are some of your favorite venues? I really like the Hollywood Bowl a lot. I love uh, I love the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Mm-hmm. I get teary eyes just thinking about it. Yeah. They announced it the other day that we're playing it again. And one of the times that uh, we played, that we were supposed to play there, they, as I'm walking up the stage, the police would come and say, you're done. We ain't playing. The water was rising up like crazy. Oh, boy. So we didn't get to play. And they've been there all day setting up and getting ready. And, you know, that's my favorite place in the world, New Orleans, Louisiana. I mean, nice. it's just a magical thing. Um, I love the Chicago theater. There's a sound in the theater. I love the Ryman in Nashville a lot. We're nice, there cool place. Hyatt coming up soon. Yeah, that's going to be a nice trip. All right. And uh, and the Petrillo Band sell downtown Chicago. That's a cool place. Well, especially since I used to run around there as a kid pretending I was a musician. <laughs> I look at Never you now. Never expecting to be one. Look at you now. Yeah, yeah. You know. You know, I I I've seen you guys play numerous times, and I still love. When I get to see you, uh, and and you guys just have those smiles on your face, I can't. It's magical, I, man. You know, it, there is a magical thing about my job. I don't know why I deserve this. I don't know what I did in life to deserve this this privilege. But uh, I mean, I get to play. I've never had to play with anybody I didn't like playing with. Even when I was jobbing, when I was right. a kid making twenty seven grand, driving twenty nine thousand miles, and got audited. Right. You know, and the lady asked me, "Why do you do this?" I said, "Because it's fun." You know, I get to you know, really, really cross cultures here, and I said one day I'm gonna get to, to play with people that you know actually can you know. Isn't it cool? Oh, it's. Man, I don't know. You know, I don't see that in way. It's funny because that's how I feel about what we're doing right now. Yeah, if you'd have told is, me, if you'd have told me ten years ago, I would be sitting in a room doing what we're doing. This has been my dream since I was a little kid. And well, you're and, really good at it. Man. And it's and, well, you know I what? I was a late bloomer, but. I'm having more fun now. I've known you a long time. And you have. I didn't, you know, when you. Uh, I'm very nervous speaking. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. On yeah. To people, especially with the, the microphones on, and um, I gotta say that you're really, really good at this, man, and, and I really appreciate the respect you give to this music because we need this. Shit, all right, now, now we're gonna go to the rock and roll side of things. I hope you all dig in on the Buddy Guy Radio out there. My name is Marty Salmon. Great to be your guest DJ tonight. <laughs> I got this tune, and man, you know, if you've ever watched a music video of this one, you're gonna love it. It's so New York and it's so Rolling Stones, it's called Waiting on a Friend.
think blues music will ever achieve the mass appeal that it so richly deserves? No. I really don't. I don't have a uh, good outlook on it. Um, I believe that, like, like I said, if people would start using the, the word blues as more of a, a mass uh, appeal, mm -hmm. and instead of trying to be traditional and trying to pay tribute to what, what happened already, make something original, then maybe we could achieve some success. I mean, we're not doing that bad right now. I mean, you know, like... Mm -hmm. Musicians in general that play blues. I mean, mm -hmm. we've still we still got a Grammy category, right? Which eventually they're going to take away if we don't step it up a notch, man. right? Right. And I just don't, you know, blues is never going to sell like you know massive pop radio. And, and why would I want it to? I don't want you know what, what most people like nowadays, man. They don't even get to a whole song, you know. The generation now, and I, I sound old saying, you know, these kids today. I'll tell you, but. Man, they really, they, they buy a 99 cent download and they listen to one minute of it and they buy the next one and they don't even listen to the rest of it. And so people's attention spans... Well, that's what people are. They just want instant gratification. Instant gratification. Yeah. You know, everybody... I like take my time with gratification because the longer you take your time... Now, this is going to be musically, physically, yeah. spiritually, however. Right. You can take this however you want. Exactly. The message the is the same. The longer you wait to get that gratification at the end... Okay, I want to dedicate this next song to my good friend, Mr. John Woolwine, out there on the south side. And he likes this Freddie King tune that I recorded with uh, Eddie Kramer producing one time with Robert Randolph and Mr. Guy. It's called Going Down.
Marty, what's the weirdest or funniest situation you've ever encountered, I'll say, uh, on tour or in person with fans or on a concert or anything? What's one of the funniest or funniest different things that you've encountered with people? No, on if your... I tell that, man, we have to kill them. Well, you can't tell everybody where the skeletons are. <laughs> but does anything come to mind that you, you can remember? Uh, a lot of things come to mind. Okay. Uh, you know, well, we'll do that in the next interview then. Yeah, you know, there's you know, musicians are interesting people. And when you, when yeah. you travel with musicians, when you go on the road with people for a long time, you really get to know their, their weirdness. Yeah, the and, little idiosyncrasies, yeah. And it's very strange how musicians, you know, the older cats that I travel with, you know, when I was playing with, like, Michael Coleman and Chico Banks and all these guys that are gone, traveling to Italy in a van all day long, going from Milan to Sicily, back to Milan, back to Sicily, every day, you know, like 15-hour drives, and, you know, you get to really know somebody, and they, and they start being real honest with you. And they'll tell some stuff that you didn't really expect to hear. Right. And... It's like wow, and I was shy and young, and I, I, you know, I wish that I had opened up a little bit more and told my freakiness, you know, like to be. That's all right. So I don't know what to answer on it because if I, you know, there's a road code. You never tell what happens in the road. You never tell what happens in the bus. Because backstage stays there. We were there. talking. If you hit that phone in the room, I can tell you stories that you wouldn't believe. But you know, they're listening all over the place, so. I hope they're listening out there. Oh, they're listening. I ain't telling them a awesome. crazy story. Who, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, no, go ahead. No, no, that's about it. Who were, who were some of your earliest influences, and why? It's an interesting question, because you're going to laugh. Um, Scott Joplin, the ragtime composer, was probably one of the first. Elton John and Billy Joel. Okay. Because they were piano players. They were the first people, after coming from trying to be a classical pianist, to a ragtime pianist, and then seeing, you know, Girls throw her underwear at piano players like Elton and Billy. Billy paid attention, Elton didn't, but you know, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I love their music, man. I get into it so much. So those were some of the first. I didn't get into blues till way afterwards. Okay. And that came by accident. Like somebody had called me for a gig, and I didn't know what I was getting into. And, but the Otis Rush tune I'm going to play first, you know, coming up here, you know, no hurry. No hurry. Um, mm hmm. It was like some, I don't know, I, I can't describe like what, what the hell, how it moved you, you know, it's like, there's something different about these, these players that's different from the, you know, pris, pristine Billy Elton yeah. produced records that I grew up listening to. Sure, sure, you know, I get it. And I don't know, I, di I didn't, you know, I wanted to do something different in life, I wanted to have a different kind of job, and I didn't think I was going to end up being a musician. Okay. And of course, my father didn't really. You know, my father was an Irish policeman from the South Side, and you know he didn't believe that we could do this was possible. Let alone go to these like oh, South yeah. Side clubs, right? But my father turned around, and and next thing you know, we had all the people from the club, on, you know, on the East Side, South East Side, over at the house for dinner, right? And that was a big change for us in the family. You know, sure. That, you know, multiculturalism it actually can work. So that makes music to me beautiful because you can play anything like the list I have today to play is about a whole bunch of different kind of people for all different reasons. Alright, now we gotta go back to Mr. King. B-B-B-B-B, B-B-B-B-K. This tune was recorded in Africa in 74. He said it was one of his greatest performances, you know, and you gotta watch the video of this, but if you listen to the radio land, it's called Why Sing the Blues. Dig it.
I, I absolutely am happier than hell. I mean, like, the first time I flew solo and I looked on the airplane, there's nobody with me, you know. That made me so happy. And I used to fly with my uncle. He was a Greek from Louisiana. And, you know, I never really put it together until I hung a picture of him on the wall. And I get emotional thinking about this. Because mm-hmm. he had to, you know, he used to shine his shoes to go mow the lawn. So dress up in a suit to go on the lawn. I said, you know, an old school Greek Louisiana occasion. Okay, know? all right. And I guess I get that Louisiana thing from him, you know, because he used to take me out in his big black Cadillac with his 1946 Air Coupe. And those are the two things I, I want to own the most, you know. And I, But I never want to make a living at it because it's to me it's the release. Right. I don't know what the hell I, I'll say. I'd probably get on disability and be on the dole with big money people for money, you know, <laughs> under the viaduct down the street. Jesus you know? Christ. I mean, what else? I got other skills. I don't know. You, I can't get paid for the other skills I have, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, you, know, you know, I hear I you. I tried, trust me, I tried. I, I tried too in the hardest, <laughs> damnedest way, trust me. I ended up paying Why for Why the it, blues? Though. Did it choose you? I had someone tell me that. He told me that. He goes, uh, this friend of mine, he goes, there's no, uh, there's no question why you play blues music. And I didn't know why. I, mm-hmm. I just got called for a gig, you know, and it's a, you know, a, a real cheap gig, but I could do it. I was free that day, so I went and did it. And I got hooked on the scene. I mean, it was something groovy. I mean, you know, the smell of the blues club, you know, that's what I remember the most. Like the funky smell, you know. Mm-hmm. And the way the people reacted to these old times playing, right? And the sweat, and the, and the stains, and the whole deal of it all—the old time juke joints. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I learned how to uh, what do you call it, get over. You know, when you go to the hood, and I say hood in a complimentary way, right? You know, being uh, young, underage, and Irish, and going into a a, a place on the south side. And the jukebox would blast, you know, you walk in there, you know, the show starts at 8, but nobody shows up till 11. Right. But they got the government workers in there after work, you know, the, the postal service people and, you know, the regulars at the bar. Like, these places are kind of gone. They're not Right, like, no, they're, they're, they're history at this point. But I'd walk in and they'd be like, who the hell is this guy walking in with this big piano and coming in here and, you know, but I did. So the way I would get over was I, you know, listen to that, I'd set up my stuff, and then I always knew the song was playing. It would always be something funky. And I'd play along with it just for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And you'd see every bar going, oh, he's okay. And then I'd walk up to the bar, and give me a double-headed neat. And my name's Marty. You know, it would act like you belong. Right. And, I mean, that's white clubs, that's black clubs, that's anywhere you go. You right. have to act right. like you, you, you fit in. And, man, I'll tell you what we have to I got one me. more I want to share with you from a good friend of mine here now, you know, being in Chicago. I got to record with some great singer-songwriters and uh, my friend Anthony Moser recorded this tune called I Got It All and after listening to Sitting in Limbo and all his blues, I'm very thankful to have the career I have and the opportunities I have. So I want to say I got it all. When you listen to this tune, you're going to laugh or cry at the same time. It is beautiful. Anthony Moser, I Got It All.
I do have candy. I got it all, I got it all, I got it all, I got it all. I don't have shoes, but I do have sandals. I got it all, I got it all, I got it all, I got it all. No light bulbs, but I do have candles. I got it all. I don't have cancer, I got it all, I got it all, I got it all, I got it all, I got it all. Don't have whiskey, but I do have beer. I got it all, I got it all, I got it all, I got it all. Don't have anger, but I do have fear. I got it all, got it all, I got it all, I got it all. Got no driver's license, but I'm fine right here. Best of being a musician, but you basically, you've you've just done telling well, me all that. Buddy, I'll tell you that man. Well, you know, <laughs> you can ask Buddy Guy and all the other guys about that. That nobody's doing it for the money, I for like the love the, of the music. Uh, the fact that every day is a different experience. You know? Exactly. Every day is a whole. Uh, you know, when you think you're getting at a consistent level, and everything's going to be similar. You know, even, right. even riding the bus, that's kind of a consistent kind of thing. One day I want to try that. Here, you can hear him the, by the way the floor is thumping because we can oh, hear him yeah, playing man. you know every night there's been a different opener i go down and listen to him all the time because yeah all my heroes and right every day is a different experience every day i meet someone different last night i had a long talk with buddy 
at the side of the bar. You know, he bought me a side of that XO. Mm-hmm. And man, you know, and, you know, I went home smiling like, wow, man, you know, I can't believe that, you know, some people go to work every day and they call it the grind. Right. Man, I call it the fun. You know, I can give you an amen on that, brother. Uh, That's exactly how I feel about hallelujah, it. Hallelujah. You know, when I said earlier, you know, we're living the life we love and we're loving the life we no, live. No, brother, no. if that isn't the truth, I don't know what the fuck is. How hope we keep on going, man. You know, tell the people out there, keep this thing, you know, like yeah. like I did this thing to 594 miles from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, Connor, Connor Court. You know, yeah. Connor Court, sorry. And... Man, he asked me some good questions. We did like a three-hour interview. That right. was a real good interview. He asked good questions. Like, That's a cool documentary. Yeah, and everybody had the same, you know, they did this kind of thing, like, what's the future? And everyone said, well, keep buying CDs. And we had the same kind of answer. I said, man, you know, why don't we just make progress on it, you know? Make, make something new happen. Make something that, that we can call the blues. Because blues is nothing but... Like Sun House, ain't nothing but, you know, the love for a woman and you can't get her, you know? Right. Like, however he said it. Yeah. He goes, I'm talking about the blues. I ain't talking about no monkey chunk. Right. You ever heard the term monkey chunk? You watch the Sun House documentary, you will hear the word monkey chunk. All right. And, man, monkey chunk is a, you know, what they call bullshit. Right. And let's keep on doing something. Keep on supporting people that are playing organic music. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening here. I'm uh, on a little New Orleans trip here lately. Uh... I got to tell you that uh, Mr. Alan Toussaint was one of the greatest songwriters of all time and wrote stuff that you probably heard and never knew that he wrote. But one of the tunes he wrote, I learned from Glenn Campbell when I was a kid. But it's Alan Toussaint's tune called Southern Nights. And dig it. You, will, you will see the sunset on this one. It is a beautiful tune. Southern Nights, Alan Toussaint.
else you want to cover oh well, uh, you know just uh, well we'll do that one on the next one this won't be the yeah, last one i don't know um you know i don't know i you know um probably the thing i'm really into my, my daughter plays the piano and she's a military police officer nice and i'm not really a big military guy you know yeah I mean, no. obviously you could look at me and tell me you know that's cool that. but she's a military police officer doing embassy duty in moscow russia okay and i'd like to say you know Simplified to her, and uh, God bless her for, for doing what she's doing because she she told me when she asked me to sign her up for the Marine Corps at 17, you know, at her 18th birthday, she says, I want to sign up anyway if you don't sign me, but if you sign me off, I said, you know, I don't know about this, kiddo. And right. She goes, well, I, you found a way to travel the world and make money and make, make what you want. I found my way. Are you going to support me or not? I will. And uh, how do you know? Well, there you, you know, go. You know, you don't... Yeah, no, no. I never raised my daughter to be my pet, be my friend. I no. raised her to be an independent woman. And right. she is. And she's Corporal Salmon. And I'd like to say hello to her. Amen. So, yeah. You just did. Right on. Everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was extremely insightful. For the last hour to two hours, the music was incredible. You played some killer music. But the insight that you shared with us, Marty was just priceless man and we want to thank you on I'm behalf of buddy guy radio and thank um, you for the opportunity man and we will do some shows together man we, we just getting started man you got my number all right so marty i'm going to have you take us home thank everybody for tuning in tonight and checking out your show i'd like to say thank you to everybody out there in the radio land and the internet land and the world beyond and i'd like to say thanks for listening to buddy guy radio and thanks to the mighty quinn and mr buddy guy and all the people that support what we're doing and keep on listening, keep on dancing, and keep on singing. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to Marty Salmon on the Buddy Guy Radio. Thank you to the Mighty Quinn for bringing me out here today. We're down here at Buddy Guy's Legends having some fun. We are here. We got Mike Wheeler downstairs. We're going to play with the man tonight. But my father, I have to pay tribute to him a little bit and tell that everybody always wants to hear what's your last song you played tonight. And my dad always told me, you got to play Good night, Irene. And when you think about the history, Lead Belly got let out of prison for writing this song. So it must be a good song. And I want to say good night to y'all. Thank you for listening. Support the blues and keep on smiling and dancing around the house. This is Good Night, Irene. This is Marty Salmon signing on. Buddy Guy, Irene. Right, now we're going to play a song that was written by a dude named Lead Belly. In fact, uh, Lead Belly was doing double life in Angola Penitentiary in Louisiana, and he wrote this tune. Intrude to the politics of our home state, the governor heard this tune and said, Lead Belly, I dig this song so hard, I don't care if you're doing triple life, son. We're going to let your ass go. Last night as I lay 
better sleeping Last night as I lay down across my bed Last night I had myself a nightmare
Sometimes I want to drink, sometimes I won't gamble. Sometimes I want to stay high all night long. Love when I'm loving, loving my love. Get you, wanna get you. Is you in my 